Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. But I'm in John chapter number three. But I am preaching this morning on giving and receiving. And Randy confirmed my message today. He had no idea what I was preaching on. I think I just pulled my wire loose here. He had no idea what I was preaching on. And he got to talking about the gift. You're going to hear a lot about that today. You notice there's two sitting up here by the manger today. There's two gifts sitting up here by the manger. Some of you may have noticed it. Some of you may not. Some people don't pay much attention to what's going on around them. You can meet a car and you say, did you, did you see that car? What car? Well, you just passed it on the highway. How'd you miss it? I didn't see it. Hey, would you, uh, just simple questions. We got our mind on focus on things we don't even pay no attention. We're not very, we're not very observant. We'll talk about that a little more in just a moment. John chapter 3, now you think I'm going to 16, I'm going to 22. I'll get all this wire straightened up. Randy, did you throw this thing in the floor or what? I know you don't like it. Randy said, this thing don't like me. <laughs> uh, 22, I'm going to close out uh, with, with through verse 30. You bear with my long reading today. I'll get you out of here in time to get to the Cracker Barrel before they close. John 3, 22, have you found it? After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. Now don't fall out right here, because we know from, we know from John Chapter number 4 and verse 2, that Jesus bad not, ties not, but his disciples. But that means that he was there with them, so it was like him doing it. And John also was baptizing in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there. Anon means fountain. Because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. John answered and said, this is my text that I'm going to launch from today. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth him rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Father, I love you. I thank you for the day, each one that's come out today. 
for the songs, for the spirit that I felt in my soul, Lord, for your very presence in this house. I'm praying, Lord, that you would visit hearts in here today that would be pleasing unto you. I pray your will be carried out, conducted in this service. I pray, God, that I lift that name that's above every name. I'm asking you, God, to fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of this holy writ. I'm praying that every heart in the house receives something from your word today. I know it doesn't return void, and I pray your blessing and your hand be on us. We ask it, God, if there be a lost one here today. My heart's desire today, God, is to see someone come to know you on this Christmas Eve, and they could celebrate their new birth as we celebrate your birth, Lord. I ask it in the king's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm, this, this is a little unusual message today, and I told him in a prayer room, I wasn't real sure which road God was going to take me down. I'd find out when I get up here and get started. But this expositorily here, uh, verses 22 through 30, we see three things in this, or I did. There's, there's a lot of things you could see. I saw three in particular. I, I want you to consider this. Number one, it's speaking, this is John the Baptist. Now, it's not John the writer of the gospel. This is the Baptist. And don't confuse the two. This one's about to get killed. John the Baptist, or John the, uh, the Revelator, John the gospel writer is going to live a long time after this. Aren't you glad that he did? <laughs> Give us the book of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we have here John the Baptist. First, we see his assignment. In verse number 23, here's what he's doing. And John also was baptizing in Enon, the, the place of fountains. Something that had never occurred to me before as I read this, Brother Jimmy, is that when you would have thought when John baptized Jesus, that had been it. But no, John continued to baptize even after Christ, and Jesus didn't stop him from baptizing. He let him continue on his assignment. He had something to fulfill. The reason it said he's not yet cast into prison because he baptized up to that point. But when God was through with him, the assignment was over. You get that? Did you know that there's a place where your assignment will be over? There's a place, there's a place you're coming to when you can't do what you once done and your assignment is over. John's was over. He baptized. He continued to baptize because they were still under the law. Have you got me with that? The law's not been fulfilled yet. Jesus hasn't died. Listen, the lamb's not been slaughtered. He's not been crucified. He's still under the law right here. And what this baptism is doing, it's pointing them toward a resurrection that's going to occur. And they're being baptized and raised to walk in the newness of life. They understand they need repentance. And they prove it by baptism. Now to a Jew, listen, they was going way out on a limb here to do this. Because all they needed was a lamb. A new thing is coming in. To, has risen on the horizon. And they're, they're, we see John's assignment. Verse number 27 that I'll lead, I'll lead my message out of today is this. His assessment. John said this. Look, you can't get. I'm going to put it in modern day vernacular. 
You can't get anything except it's given to God. You can't, listen, you know why I got up this morning? In him I live, move, and have my being. God got me up. I'm breathing his air. I eat his bread. I'll eat his lunch this afternoon if he allow. We'll come back to church tonight if he permit. If he don't, hey, we're, we're going to leave here. But the assessment of this, John said, I don't have nothing except it's given me from above. John's ability, his intellect, his foreknowledge, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me he thought he wasn't sure who Jesus was. He knew who he was when he's leaping in the womb. <laughs> Some said John was discouraged over there and he sent his disciples out to see who Jesus was. John knew who Jesus was. You'll never convince me that he didn't know who he was. He knew him in the womb. He knew him in the water. He knew who he was. He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. But when he was in prison, his disciples didn't know. They're the one confused. He tells them, now you go tell John. And he don't brag on John until they're out of the way. Then he brags on John. We see his assessment. Brother Carl made mention of this this morning in Sunday school, commenting on the, Brother Gordon's excellent Sunday school lesson this morning. Is this, we see John's assurance. We have this same assurance today, those that be in Christ. Here is the assurance that we have. We have this assurance. If he is increasing and we are decreasing, we have his assurance. Listen, folks that want to increase, which, which makes him decrease in their personal life. Friend, I don't see much assurance right there. It's, listen, John, who's the forerunner, and no greater born of woman, Jesus said, than John. So this guy knows what he's talking about. There's not been a greater born of women, greater than John, none. And he says, I've got to decrease. And he's got to increase. Is he increasing in your life? Is that increase there? Do people know who and what you are when you, all you got to do is show up? And when they do that, you know what they say? They recognize that you're pointing them to him. He is increasing. I must decrease. That's my assurance. That's how I know I got what's real. Is when he's increasing and I'm decreasing. Am I broke? Listen, am I tore down by that all the time? Am I, does that mean that I'm not going to stumble and fall? No, it does not mean that. It means this though. My attitude towards sin is I don't want to stumble. That's my attitude. So then when I do, and I do, I'm exceedingly sorrowful. Why? Because that began to make me look when I chose me over him, then I begin to increase a little bit and the Holy Ghost reminds me, hey, that's not his will for you. You must decrease, Jimmy Pleasant. Randy Maynard, Mike McCoy, we must decrease and he must increase. I hope I don't spend too much time on these three things right here. I've got three things. Dusty says, Dad, you cannot count. You give three things, and then you put two things under each third. That's under thing. He said, Dad, you, you would fail math. 
So John begins to tell them, everything we got, you can't get anything. You don't have anything. John, or James, I'm sorry, sorry, John. James 1 and 17, for every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness. That means it's not just for me. He's no respecter of person. No variableness, neither shadow of turning. Look, he won't do it and turn you back on you. He'll give it to you when you need it, and he knows what we need before we even ask. Is anybody here? So let's see what we've got here now. We've got John Baptist who knows. John knows. Listen, I can't do anything except he gave it to me to do it with. When he gives it, when he gives it, it's right. So he gave us. He gave, John said, and, and he said, so he, he, he understands that. Then, then we have here in verse 27, I want to examine this, two things, giving and receiving. John's told us where it come from. It's not hard to understand. Everyone, the youngest child in here, of school age, I'll say, understood that today. Everything, every good thing we have come from him. Listen to this. Number one, I want us to consider the source of the gift. The source. That'd be the father. In Isaiah 9 and 6, you knew it would bring out a Christmas verse. Talking about the gift, God talking about Christmas. We see Isaiah 9 and 6, and here's what he said. For unto us a child is born, and a son is given. A son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We know he's talking about Jesus there. What is he? He's the source of the gift. It came from the Father. How do you know it? Well, let's consider this. Let's consider. And the gift didn't come as the world anticipated it would come. When we get this, Jimmy, we go to Isaiah 53. Who shall believe our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm was recognized as the part of the body with strength. Who's this arm revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant out of dry ground. He hath, listen to this, he hath no form nor comeliness. That means beauty and magnificence. Form, beauty, comeliness, magnificence. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we would desire him. He's not one of the modern day folks that's all over the news, social media, packing out the stadiums. People, he's not, he's not the local football hero. He's not the one, he's not the one standing out there underneath the spotlight. When he comes, there's no beauty. He just, he just plain. So for all us plain people out here, we say praise God. Yeah. Number three, you can't see it for the background of our uh, Christmas. 
program that we've got up today, but it'd be John 3.16 in this very chapter. For God so loved the world that he, A plus, that he gave his only begotten son. That he gave his only begotten son. The source of the gift is the Father. He gave, he gave that gift to us. Isn't it good to have the gift today? Number two, number two, I'm moving right on. I want us to consider this. That's going to train wreck somebody. But I want us to consider, first we see this. We see the source of the gift. I want us to consider the success of the gift. Was the gift successful? Let's see if he was. You know what he done? John said he's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He has paid the sin debt. He showed up. Was he successful? You better know he was successful. Listen, everything the Father said he was going to do, he done. He said, I'm not here to do my own will, but the will of the Father. That's why he came. Was he successful? The sin debt in heaven today is zero. Paid in full. That only becomes successful in our own personal lives by faith. Now the source is from the Father. But applied faith. I'm going to read you something. You can listen real close. You'll, you can find this when you get home. I can just get the pages here. This will, uh, this is a lot of reading so I want you to listen real close to me. Listen. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You're sitting here right this morning, and death's probably the last thing on your mind. You think you're going to live another 40, 50, 60 years. You don't have tomorrow promised to you. For until the law, listen, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. God's law hadn't been given when Adam fell in the garden. But it was going to have to be given because of the fall. And God knew that from the foundation of the world or the lamb would have never had to been slain. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. They all died. Adam died. They died right up to Moses. You're going to die. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. They weren't in the garden. They didn't partake of the fruit. They still died. Who is the figure of him that was to come. Talking about Adam. The first Adam sinned. The, the, the last Adam, praise God, is Jesus. But not as an offense. So also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead. Much more the grace of God. And the gift by grace. Which is by one man, Jesus Christ. Here's the gift. Hath abounded unto many. Why not all? Why not all? Lack of faith, unbelief. I watched some uh, guy on a video last couple of days ago. Here's what he's saying. He said, you have got to be, uh, basically it's causing a simple-minded to believe in a God and eternity. 
I said, according to the Bible, you've got to be a fool not to believe it. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So I hope he sees this video one day and he'll understand that. And not as it was about one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. It would come on all of us. But the free gift is of many offenses under justification. And how do we know we're justified? Huh? Well, he tells us in the beginning of this chapter, being justified by faith. That's how. Period, exclamation point. Not a maybe, hope so, I think so, it ought to be that way. Justified by one thing according to Paul, and he's the apostle to the Gentiles, faith. And without faith it is impossible to please him. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. There it is. What do you have? Praise God eternal life. I can always count on Jimmy to put a plug in there and he gets it right. That's what we, and we have that by and through one way. The gift. And you can't receive it except it's been given. He's the giver, we're the receivers. Number three. First, the source of the gift is the Father. Second, the set success of the gift. Now, not his personal success. He's successful. He, he done exactly what God sent him to do. You can't take away the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Once and for all, forever, he's done. He'll never be, sin will never be put on him again. Listen, and every knee's going to bow to him. So we see the success of the gift is faith. Then we see salvation of the gift. And what is that? That's fruit. That's what we are. I know we're the branches on the vine. But we also contain or he, he, he indwells us the fruit of the spirit. So we have that fruit of him, in him. Fruit, fruit is the the, here's fruit is the love, joy, and peace. The first three, I'll not preach on the others. Love, joy, and peace. He said we'd have that peace on earth, goodwill toward men. He said, my peace I give unto you. Hey, my peace I leave with you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's the, he's the prince of peace. He's the peace giver. He's the reason we have peace this time of year. Listen. When everything goes wrong, you can still have peace in Christ. If you die without him, no peace. John 1 and 1, or 1 and 11. Let me go there. John 1 and 11. He came into his own, and his own received him not. The gift came walking right down the road. The gift came down the road. But he didn't look like what they thought he'd look like. He didn't act like what they thought he would act like. Though the scripture was very plain. Where he'd be born and what he would do. His abilities, when he got here, he was going to do things. He's going to get dead people up. 
They ignored all that tongue. They didn't want to see that. That's not what they wanted. They was looking for him to come in and put a whooping on the Romans. I mean beat them like dogs and set all the Jews up to reign over them and so they could whip on them and say, now we're reigning over you. That's what they wanted. He came into his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him. To them gave he. What comes? Power to become the sons of God. Isn't that good? That's what, we, that's what the born again in this building today are. We're part of the family. We've got together to celebrate his birthday. Why? Because praise God, we're related. Say, well, you're a Gentile. You can't believe. Hey, they got broke off. I got drafted in. <laughs> I am in there. And nobody can do anything about it. <laughs> I got some that would get me out if they could. Can't do it. They don't, may not like me. But can't do a thing about it. I'm in there. You might have something to get you out if they could too. Where am I? Well, I'm going to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Quoted here all the time. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the, tell me church, it is the, you know what it says. It's a gift of God. People today are much like the Jews in the time of Christ, Brother Gordon. They don't want it unless it looks like what they think it ought to look like. And if it looks like what they think it ought to look like, they're all for it. They'd like to have it. Hope I don't throw my back out loud here. Thought I ought to get Gary to come up here and help me carry me. Wasn't that pretty? My wife wrapped that. I don't use visual aids very often. I've done that on the rocks one time. Some people still carrying that black rock around their pocket. Some of the women had jewelry made out of that thing. Yeah, what about that? You may forget this this afternoon. There's two gifts up here on this altar. If you'd ask the world which one of these are most beneficial, there's no doubt which one they're going to go for. How do you know that? What do they put on to be seen? Something shiny and pretty. Nobody's walking around in sackcloth and ashes. You know what they give away to the guy that wins the game and uh, gets it all done? They give him a big something shiny. I've seen them kissing that football, hugging on that thing. They can't do a thing for them. The God of earth and wood. But that's what they go for. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, for any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is of the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that abideth in the Father. Who'd like to have that big box? If you come up here and open that, I'll give you what's in that box. Oh, yeah, they want you to. Yeah, it took a lot of prodding to get you up here, I can tell. Yeah, they'll twist my arm, make me go get that box. You got to open it right there. You got to open it right there. Yeah, you're going to be real disappointed. <laughs> We don't save paper, just rip it off. We don't care. Uh, well, I don't care. We throw it away too. Open it up and see. We'll throw that paper right in there. Well, sorry, Teresa. Whoop, there's another gift up here. Kind of plain. Ain't no bells or bows. No whistles on this gift. Don't weigh much. There is something in it. Campbell, you want to open this? Mm. Yeah, let Daddy open it. Yeah. Just stand right there, baby. Open this thing up. Can I help you? Let's help you. Rip that side back up. Good job. Good job. Look at that. You're doing good. Can I read what this says right here? It says, specially for you. Let's see what's in here. Oh, looky here. It says, best wishes. And it gives you the thing that you can have. Look at that. You know what that is? Turn around and show that to everybody. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father 
full of grace and truth. <laughs> Glory to God. The world wants the big shiny box with the bows and all the color. You know what? The, well, I'm glad what I found, I found a plain brown wrapper. <laughs> Praise God. There was no beauty that you'd desire him. Who'd desire a beaten man on a cross? <laughs> hey, but what about that resurrected Savior? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen, that gift came from the Father. He's the giver of gifts. The eternal gift. The gift of life. You can have that today, but you got to choose the right gift. I'm afraid on resurrection morning, when they present something to him, it's going to be an empty box. Instead of the engrafted word of God. Young people, you can't get to heaven just thinking you've been good enough to get there. You'll never make it. There's none righteous, no, not one. Listen, mom or dad or grandpa or grandma, you can't get there on what your family done before you. You're going to have to, listen, you're going to have to make an internal decision. It's going to have to be in the heart. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. So with the mouth, confessions made unto salvation. You're going to have to pick the right gift. Can I tell you today, the right gift's Jesus. You can't fake it and make it. I've witnessed to people, witnessed to them, and then death day comes. Billy Durham made one of the most profound statements. I don't think he was preaching here. But I was somewhere where Billy was preaching. He said, the world wants a preacher three times in their life. When something goes wrong, or when they're getting married, or when they're getting buried. He said, for the most part, they don't want anything to do with you any other time. Don't show up, you cramp my style. And oh, let that day come. All three of them days are coming in your life, most probably. And I don't know everybody get married, but most, most, well, the Bible said in the last day they'd be married and given in marriage. But on the day of death, once somebody dies, it's too late, can't do, can't do a thing for them. I can preach to their family. I preached a funeral of a fella. I know he died without Christ. He had nothing for God his entire life. And they called me, of all people, to preach his funeral. And I showed up up at Bilber's funeral. And I preached. Psalm 121, here's what I preached. I'll lift mine eyes toward the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said, I cannot help him today. Never wanted the gift. Never chose the gift. Gift been presented, just didn't want it. And then some of them that was there that day promised, they said, we are going to come to your church and hear you preach. I have yet to see them. And that was 10 years ago. Well, Paul, you know why? They don't want it. They don't want it. So without faith, you can't please him. Now, you may be here today and think that's the silliest thing I've ever seen. Listen, when I open my box 
all it's going to have in it is him. When my little box opens, it's just going to have him. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. I got him. He's enough. He's going to do it. I'm accepted in the beloved. I can't get there on my own. You can't either. Wouldn't it be something for all the family to be opening gifts and Jesus be in all their boxes and you be the one sitting there in the family with the empty box? And there's multitudes of families across America today that don't have anything in their box. Their children don't have anything in the box. Why? Because mom and dad, whoever, grandpa, grandma, not showed them to put something, get it in the box. And this is especially for you. It's a, you know what it is? It's personal. It's personal. So that means nobody can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And all you got to do is ask. Just do like Campbell. And come and get the gift. Don't be like Teresa. Go after the wrong box. And come and get the gift. It may not look like what you think it's going to look like. Listen, when I got saved, I didn't want to go to hell. That's just it. I didn't want to go to hell. I knew, and I believed, I had faith to believe the only way I wasn't going to hell is to have him as my Savior. I knew it was true. But how did I know it was true? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost showed me it was true. I knew it was true. How did I know that? Because I've been exposed to the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So I knew it, Gary. So when the time come, the opportunity come, and I wasn't at church. I was riding a bicycle down the road. Wasn't nobody there but me and the Holy Ghost. And he said, you are going to hell. And I knew it. Knew it in my heart. And I picked the right box. Oh, I wish you'd come this morning. I wish you'd come get the box. Just get the right box. Just pick the plain box. Because then after I, hey, took years later, Brother Jason, I learned this. Praise God, I got much more than not going to hell. Hey, I got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I got somebody with me all the time. I got somebody that if I'll get in his will, walk in his way, the blessings of heaven, the windows will be opened up. He's poured out blessings I don't even have room to receive. Oh, there's a lot more to it than just not going to hell. It's the best life you'll ever live here. Is it easy? No. There's difficult times, but life is hard. There'll be difficult times, but he'll be with you. And we've lost two generations of people that's not been taught that. They wonder why America's in the shape it's in, and nobody's bringing their children to church. Not nobody, but the majority aren't. And they're picking the wrong box. Giving. He does the giving. We do the receiving. That's how it is. Stand to your feet. Brenna, play me something. Bow your heads all over the house. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.